Matthew Lillard works underneath the director of scouting for the Atlanta Braves and wants to draft slugger Bo Gentry. Clint Eastwood plays a baseball scout who can't pee straight or see straight and thinks Bo Gentry is a bad draft pick because Gentry has trouble with the curve. Amy Adams plays Clint Eastwood's daughter who leaves her law firm to accompany him to North Carolina where together they scout Bo Gentry. Along the way, Amy Adams falls in love with Justin Timberlake, maybe had sex with John Goodman, definitely almost got diddled in a barn, and in the last 10 minutes of the movie, discovers a pitcher named Peanut Boy who is the next Sandy Koufax and neatly ties everything together. Guys, let's wrap up Matthew Lillard month by talking about Trouble with the Curve. Look what I have created! I have- Stop, hold on, I'm getting Hola, boys and girls. Without pain and deprivation, one can never experience true pleasure. But for the first time in my life, I'm 18 and I can say, fuck you! Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Oh, we don't go near any place with spooky, haunted, forbidden, or creepy in the name. Well, hydrochronic. Right, or hydroclonic, but that's for a whole different reason, man. Lick a license. A lick her license. Better live her alone. <laughs> Never alone! Whatever happened between you and Cockeye Katie, anyway? I like any movie that has more than three farts in it. Oh, hey, dog. God, it must be nice having that. A hockey scholarship? As long as there's a naked chick somewhere in the room, you are not gay. Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. We're, uh, we're still, we're at the tail end of Matthew Lillard month. I just gotta say, I love uh, being on the tail end of Matthew Lillard. Because he's lizard-like. He is very, yeah. he's very reptilian. There's a lot of theories and conspiracies that reptilians are running the governments around the world. Interesting. Reptilian aliens came to this planet uh, millions of years ago and uh, created hybrid, uh, well, maybe not millions of years ago. We'll say like tens of thousands of years ago. And they created hybrid uh, reptilian aliens slash humanoid creatures. So they're half reptilian alien, half human. And uh, those bloodlines have been preserved throughout the generations and throughout the millennia. And so now all the wealthiest families in the world are part of that reptilian bloodline. You know, it's one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Brings together aliens plus Illuminati, um, plus like the Rockefellers. And I like that. Yeah, I mean, I hope our listeners do, because we're going to leave that in. Yeah, no, for sure. No, uh, no, definitely. Either enjoy or we're sorry, you know. <laughs> no, no, you feel dude. On it. Dude, AK and, uh, and Mike from Maine are going to love it. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think AK <laughs> listens. Yeah. Uh, we do know Mike listens. AK, if you're listening, let us know that you, you heard this part. <laughs> yeah, knock if you can hear us. Why don't we jump into first impressions? <laughs> Uh, Joel, you've seen this a bunch, so what are your first impressions on Trouble with the Curve? I mean, I love love a good sports movie. I think the biggest problem with this movie is it's got a terrible name. 
I thought it, you know, it held up decently. I, I, I really didn't like parts of it, but there were other parts that, you know, were pretty good. And can we, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but God, the prospect Bo Gentry or whatever guy is so unlikable. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was, the... <laughs> no. There was a time that me, Matt, and Alex Kim were at the beach and from like 50 feet away, we saw this like really fat like eight-year-old kid playing <laughs> wiffle ball and he was crushing home runs like farther than i could hit him and we spent the whole afternoon calling him the great hambino and just, <laughs> and just watching him like crush all these other kids at wiffle ball and that's immediately who this guy i think turned into when he got old enough like he yeah. turned into yeah. this bow whatever his name is because wow. this guy's just a fat dude that can mash right and uh, that's what hambino was also well, if that's yeah. not your first impression... Uh... <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, what's your first impression? Uh, this was my first time seeing the movie. Um, I thought it was horrible, and I just was totally uninterested in the entire movie from beginning to end. <laughs> I, can tell you, I can tell you one scene in particular that you absolutely did like. Interesting. I'll, I'll, maybe we'll get to it in the plot rundown, but there I'll, was, I'll bring so it up. I will, I will be very candid and say the best scene I saw... I love that scene, and if it's the one that you think it is, I am going to be so happy. I'll okay, be so all right. Happy. We shall so there see. is one scene that I liked. This is interesting. The little suspense in the podcast. Uh, Brandon, first impression. Uh, this is also the first time I saw it. Uh, surprising, because it's a sports movie. You guys know me in sports. Sure. I, I didn't like it the first... There, there were so many things that I didn't like about it. I didn't like any of the Justin Timberlake stuff. Um, I have like a strange affinity for cantankerous um, Clint Eastwood. So the fact that the movie starts with him just like yelling at his dick for not pissing right. Damn if I am not a fan of old like Clint Eastwood dick. So I'm kind of torn with this one. Have you seen Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Is he in that? No, but it's about grumpy old men. Martin Landau's in it, and he's part of the the case that she's working on in this movie. Oh. So that's a fun fact. Wow. wow. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Trivia Martin Landau fan. Closet Martin Landau head. Yeah. Martin Landau is definitely dead. Oh. What? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Since guys. when? I'm sorry. Breaking news actor Martin Landau has died. Since so when? I'm going to give this one a mixed review from me because there was a lot of stuff that I didn't like about it, but there was enough stuff for me to be like, I'm kind of into this uh, for like, it to be a movie that I'll see again. Giving it like a mixed review, like that's a thing we do on First yeah. Impression. It is. <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, three stars. <laughs> I give it three thumbs up and two thumbs down. Yeah, this was my first time watching it. It was... Uh... It was tough. Like I was, I was with it for a little while, and then I, the, I was disappointed with the direction it went in. It was a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did you did you appreciate how they talked about the differences between wood bat leagues and aluminum bat leagues? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I good, mean, good. I, I mentioned it quite a bit on Summer Catch. And, right. Uh, right. I think most of it got cut out, but well. like I don't know. I thought it was a good segment. It, it was good. It's just not good for this podcast. I think we try to make people laugh, but we can also inform people, yeah. and you took that away from me. Yeah, not well, yeah, no. It was good. It wasn't right. good smut. Let's get into the Ryan P. Memorial plot rundown. <laughs> we miss you, Big P. <laughs> Ryan's been quarantined. Uh, he was actually coaching at a roller derby camp 
uh, a few states over. And when this whole thing happened, he's How been quarantined. How many states over? A few, a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I thought it was in uh, the four to eight range. That was a few. It was, you know, whatever you think a few means. Yeah. That's open to interpretation. Some yeah. people say it's three, but some people say it's three or more. I, like I don't that. like this because I'm learning, and that's not what this podcast I, it'll is It'll get about. cut out. It'll get cut out. <laughs> um, so we start, we open, we see a lot of pictures of Clint Eastwood on the wall with famous baseball players, and, you know, you get the impression that he's been in baseball his whole life, and to some relative success. Then we see him peeing. <laughs> His dick don't <laughs> and work. And no he good. says... Right. Okay, that's it. Yeah, good. Don't laugh. I outlived you, you little bastard. <laughs> I outlived you, you little bastard, and I respected him having a little bastard. Cause, yeah. I mean, I don't know, for Clint Eastwood, it might be like, it's enormous, but it's not big enough for me. So yeah. I don't know how he sizes his own his own self up. Right, right. But also, like, in what situation does your dick die first? You know, <laughs> like, that's yeah. an unrealistic statement to think. I don't like, think erectile you're... dysfunction's anything to laugh about. <laughs> well, no, no, I get I get where you're coming from though, because it's like if you it, which one comes first, the ED or the not being able to pee? I think the urine might be a prostate issue. Ah, gotcha. Which could also affect the uh, the uh, erectile tissue. Sure, sure, sure. I thought it was a peeing issue, though, right? It was. No, it is. Yeah, it's it not is. He can't get it up. He can get it up. We know that. Are we sure? Well, we find out in the mule that yes. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. At the ripe old it did age come of out ninety. After. Yeah. What happens yeah. in the mule? Well, you're gonna have to watch. Have you not watched that? That is good smut, Joel. I've oh, I've seen show. it, but I don't remember. Does does Clint Eastwood like bone down a young hot thing or what? Well, I think it's two. You could of say you could say one. Yeah, I think it's a three. You could say one young hot thing, but you'd be wrong. It's several. It's a few. See, yeah. I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and in this scene, right after that, he eats spam for breakfast, and that made me think of Kyle. I love and that. That's yeah. exactly what I thought Kyle's favorite scene was. <laughs> that's, that is 100% the best scene that Kyle saw. I'll I'll wait until uh, best uh, best scene I saw, but uh, no, you're wrong. That's not the best scene. Ah, damn it! But no, That's, I love that. I was like, man, yeah, Brandon's I can, bad prediction. Damn it! I was like, I can relate to this guy. He's got a tiny pecker that doesn't work, and he loves spam. And I get that. We meet uh, Amy Adams. She's a lawyer, and she's having a partnership interview. And that's a little sexist. The guy, the guy says, "You'll be the only woman." You well, sure? These are, yeah. Well, these are also like old, like three sixty to seventy five year old guys that are running the firm. So, you know, they got some they got some outdated uh, outdated opinions. I'm sure their dicks probably also don't work either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh my right. gosh, we could we could write it. Fill a, we could fill a book with all the people in this movie whose dicks don't work. Then uh, there's a father-daughter dinner at a diner, and they're both eating the classic old guy at a diner, like Salisbury steak. Yes, that, like, yes. You always see that at a diner, like, who gets that? And it's like, old people. Uh, speaking of how old Clint Eastwood is, I was looking this up. I wonder what the age difference is for Amy Adams and Clint Eastwood. 55 uh, years is my guess. Close-ish. Uh, he's 89. She was 45. So 44 years. Yeah. Which is seemed insane but then i was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then i was like scott eastwood's in this movie i wonder how old he is all right he's even younger he had scott eastwood when he was 55 Jesus. <laughs> so his dick works for quite a while yeah <laughs> in real life right 
That's crazy. Uh, then we get to a GM scouting draft meeting uh, with Matt Lillard, uh, John Goodman, and that other guy. Uh, Richard something? Richard that, Kind. Richard Kind. No, yeah. It this is, is Richard, Richard kind. kind. Why should I even listen to you? The last time I was here, you tried to torture me to prove a point, Dr. 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 Cox. Mengala. <laughs> He's the GM. <laughs> He's just whining about all the baseball players. I don't players. know who to Oh, my God. What are we doing here? What is the guy's name? Uh, Robert something? Loja. Not yeah, Robert Loja. God damn it. <laughs> You signed over custody, and Michael will never go with you because you're a loser. You've always been a loser. And Mr. Cutler is talking to you. I'm through talking. John Goodman's there. They mentioned that it's Clint Eastwood's contract's up in three months, so they're kind of... Saying he's too old and he shouldn't be scouting this guy, and which they're know. right, but it's a weird like, ah, he's old, we don't want him. Well, they do say they do mention how like the last guy that he uh, scouted right, for right. them is like striking out, and he's not he's not batting well at swinging to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so right after that, we see him leaving his garage, and he says, "Bunch of goddamn midgets designed this garage." <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. So that fucking yeah. good. It's so good. <laughs> when he leaves, he's going to go see Billy Clark. That's the prospect, the last one he signed. This guy's Played struggling. Scott Eastwood. Would have been better if Is it was Scott, Scott Staff. Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Scott Kahn would have been great there. Scott Kahn would have been great. <laughs> yeah. No, little, I like the little Scott Staff second angle. baseman or something. No, no, no. Yeah. Go back to Scott Staff where he just strikes out and he's like, <laughs> no. Coach yells like, close your arms. They're too wide open. He's like, I can't. <laughs> See, this is your sacrifice, but this one's my sacrifice. All right. Just <laughs> my get, sacrifice get bunt. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it's like he's got to stop announcing you're going to sacrifice. Like they, the third baseman's like right next to you by the time. Uh, he, uh, um, so he sees this guy and he he's struggling and he tells him he's going to bring it, get his parents to come visit because it's been a while. It's been a while. This yeah. was still a time when analytics and baseball were like a big hot issue. Um, it's pretty antiquated in that respect. Like. Every team has much better math lizards now. So yeah, it's right, right, right. It's an interesting crux of that, which is kind of cool. There's in the probably. Sense that... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. no, go ahead. Okay. It's kind of cool that it kind of timestamps this movie. That's probably the the coolest takeaway, I guess. Yeah, like it's a transitionary it's period. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like if that's the one takeaway, it's like, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, no yeah, thanks. No, <laughs> don't care. Um. Good, Goodman gives him the whole, like, are you okay? Like, you're outdated. You should get a computer kind of speech. And uh, Clint Eastwood's been waiting for breakfast, and then pizza arrives. This is a pizza with Canadian bacon, anchovies, and chili peppers for breakfast. It was I'm guessing they're anchovies. Yeah. And I'm guessing they're red hot chili peppers. We, did we, when he did the car thing, that's when he crashed and, like, hit the side, right? No, not yet. Oh, that's no. later. That stupid yeah. idiot. Idiot. Yeah, no. Yeah, you are Know stupid. your role. Uh, so then we meet Justin Timberlake. He stops and watches some kids playing baseball on a field. And he announces, like, he's re- announcing the game into, like, this recorder. And this part falls into a a he's so good looking that this isn't creepy kind of realm. Mm-hmm, you know, absolutely. if Steve Buscemi does that, it's like, that yeah, guy's a creepy yeah. 
molester yeah. who's like watching Absolutely. kids play. But good looking young guy. Right, that's right. fine. You know? George Lopez shows up in his van. Hey, man, why you crying? Not so much. I mean, the kids are genuinely creeped out. They're like stopping and looking at him. But yeah. if it was Steve Buscemi, they'd be running away. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as he as soon as soon he got out of the car. Two and two today, right? Like, oh, who's that fucking guy? Why are his glasses so tiny? <laughs> Hey, all you 5GFA metalheads from Burr Lake, California. Boy, are you going to shit your pants when we tell you about this new godsend of a product. Aren't you sick of walking into your metal shop in Burr Lake, California, only to find that your metal shop is selling copper, aluminum, nickel, brass, steel, and all these other useless metals that you never purchase and are just mucking up and confusing the place? Well, worry no more because Lance Bass and Joey Fatone have put their NASA dreams on hold to bring you Just Tin, Burlake. At Just Tin, you and your local Burlake residents will be saying bye-bye-bye to high prices and metal variety. This I promise you. You'll be crying a river if you're looking for silver or any other metals. And also, if you forget to bring your Burlake ID card, which is required to make a purchase. So come on, Tin, and say hello. It's Justin Burlake, just for you. Uh, then we see the uh, the optometrist appointment, and Clint Eastwood has molecular degeneration. Clint isn't having it. He's like, "This didn't happen. Yeah. Fuck you." Classic, <laughs> classic. He's like, "Our right, doctors are wrong about everything. They, they don't know their left hand from the right hand." Yeah. I love it. I love. I love cantankerous old Clint Eastwood. Because he reminds me, yes, because he reminds me of like what my dad is going to be like in 25 years. He reminds you what your dad's going to be like in 25 yes. years. Yes, when I free, when I'm not thinking have about what my dad's going to be like in 25 years. Have I'm you been to the future, Brandon? Have you been to the future? I cannot confirm or deny because of wow. the reptilians. I woke up. A reptilian came into the room. We went to an underground cave. There was a group of reptilians there, and they stood around me in a circle. Each one of them put one hand on my body, and I slowly changed. Uh, then we see Amy Adams on a date. This is a pretty boring scene. Okay, I, I don't mean to be pushy, but we were perfect together. Friends, lawyers, if you look at it on paper, it makes perfect sense. And the no-hitter? You're just awesome. They're done without the catch by Hayward. Excuse me. Did you just say J.R. Jurgens pitched a no-hitter? Uh, then she calls Clint Eastwood and he, uh, who the hell, what time of night are you calling? Like, he yells at her. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's cool. I respect that move. I right, right. I'm not sure that he had a different volume other than yelling at her. Well, then his eyes constantly, yeah, like, go back and forth, and it's like, maybe he's acting so well that he's, you know, showing that he has a vision problem, but it just seems like he's really old, <laughs> you know? No, he is. He is. John Goodman visits Amy Adams and expresses concern. He tells her about how Clint's uh, scouting Bo Gentry, and he asks her to go with him. Did you guys think that, like, the first time that John Goodman talks about, like, he talks to Clint Eastwood, and he's like, oh, how's Mickey? Like, they fucked, right? He wouldn't do well without his work. What do you want me to do about it? Carolina's beautiful this time of year. <laughs> no. Just for a couple of days, just to make sure everything goes okay. If you won't do it for him, do it for me. He's my friend for 30 years. 
I care about him. Don't try to manipulate me. I'm an attorney. That's my job. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm really busy right now. <clears throat> I appreciate your time, Mickey. Yeah, I'd missed the underlying sexual tension between John Goodman and I didn't. And it was Adam. right there. I okay. was going to say, I totally read it the same way, Brandon. When he's like, hey, if you're not going to do it for Clint Eastwood, do it for me, like yep. sugar. Like, you know, yeah, like, no, right. totally. there was like an exchange of like, you owe me okay, because we, we have a deep connection I got to rewatch it then. I'm, yes, I'm interested yes. now. There's also some uh, fan fiction I've written about it if you'd like to read it. It's, I don't know yeah. if I want to read that, actually. Oh, okay, well. I wrote I'm glad it. You're, I'm glad you're writing fanfic again, though. Well, I, I finished the movie around 1 p.m. today, so I spent the last six hours on it. It's uh-huh. kind of a big deal, but sure. I mean, if you don't want to read it, you don't want to read it. No, I mean, I might. I guarantee it will get you semi-firm. Can you record it and I can listen to it? Yeah, that's cool. I should do an audio book. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but do it at, in the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. Hey, seriously, guys. Is there a website for audiobook smut? Because we should make that. <laughs> Like a Dennis Reynolds erotic Yeah, tale, yeah, website. just like yeah. all that. Just like us reading smut, and then you go to it, and it's like, what would the website be? It'd be like smut... Snuff, smut hub. Smut hub. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be very right much around. like a 5GFA thing where we are the only ones listening to our own recorded smut. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Guys, we should just stop recording and really dive into this because <laughs> yeah. I think it's our money maker. Yeah, no, I think okay, so. Okay, perfect. Go to 5gfapod.com backslash submit your smut and yep. we will read it, record it, and for every listen, you will get a negligible percentage and we will keep the rest. Sure. <laughs> percentage sure. of what? The money that you have to spend to download the smut that we're reading to the listeners. And then she took off her bra and her boobs were out. Yeah, big and the boobs. nipples were firm because it was cold. This is not because she and, was aroused. She was not aroused and, at all. And then John Goodman, he takes off his belt. Slowly. This is just an excerpt. He rips off his belt, this actually. Is just, if you like what you're hearing. He had the craziest look in his eyes. You're going to want to hear the rest. <laughs> yeah, you get 30 seconds free and that's all. A look that wouldn't tolerate the answer no or stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> um... Clint visits his wife's grave and he shares a beer with her and he sings "You Are My Sunshine" and it's does he does he sing it? Can we? Can yeah, no, we agree? it's that's, that's again, it's supposed singing. to be a real beautiful kind of sweet scene and it's not. It's creepy and bizarre. It's gruff. yeah. That uh, spoiler alert. That was the best scene I saw. That I knew it. I knew. Okay, that was so the second funny. one I would have guessed. I was laughing out loud so hard at that because it, like you said, it's supposed to be sweet. It's supposed to be a tender moment. It is so haunting and scary yeah. it was like i couldn't believe what i was watching the music underneath is eerie yeah and he's just like gravelly like threateningly singing yeah. this yeah, really is. happy song it I'm, was my really hoping I we can put it. the clip in because it is it's insane it's spoken word like slam poetry if it was read by like somebody that had smoked cigars since they were three years old <laughs> You are my sunshine. My only sunshine. You make me happy. The skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. 
It felt like he was trying to like bring a curse to life. You know, like, <laughs> the way that he was like saying it, it was crazy. I loved it. Uh, like of each line, uh, the tension kept building to like he's waiting <laughs> for the grave to like erupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, and then when he's done singing it, the music stays right. They put the actual for like they put another the actual, five like, seconds song before it transitions. Yeah, maybe that wasn't beer. Maybe that was the potion that activated the right. The, right when he said the curse and the, his voice. My God, they just overdub it, overdub it with somebody else, at least for that scene. I loved it. It's just, I oh loved my it so God. Much. It was the one shining moment. It was the only time in the movie where I was like, fuck yeah. And I was laughing. Yeah. They overdub no, okay, it with like a Korean, like K-pop, like <laughs> rendition. It's just like, ah, you guys are too, too, too far in a different direction. <laughs> now, Amy Adams calls the optometrist and finds oh, out how right, bad his right. eyes are. So then he drives to North Carolina and he has a picture of her. Can we just pause for a second and say that second North Carolina baseball movie starring Matthew Lillard we've done this month? Yeah, and they're in Southport most of the time. Casting, I looked it up, uh, Johnny Galecki was actually supposed to play the Matthew Lillard role in this movie, and he passed on it, so. No. <laughs> Has he done anything other than Big Bang Theory, like, ever? Let's Christmas check. Vacation. That was good. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Who is Christmas he in that? Vac- He's a son. son. Guys. What do you think Johnny Galecki's net worth is? 180 million. No, I'm going to go f- 39 million. 100 million it says. Jesus. Which just crazy. That crazy. fucking guy? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Mind-boggling. And then she decides that she is going to go meet up with Clint in North Carolina cuz she sees a family at a diner. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the girl's uh, like, where's daddy? I miss daddy. No, but he sees that. She no, doesn't, doesn't see she, that. No, I thought she sees that. I thought he's eating at the diner and sees like the family saying, like, where's daddy? And he hears it. It's kind of like an echo thing. Pretty sure it was her, and that was the thing that convinced her to go with him. I, I have no idea. Joel, you want to yeah. chime in? You've seen it a couple times. <laughs> There's the multiple diner ones. I'm with Brandon. Okay, so... Uh... This is where we meet Bo Gentry, Clint's scouting him. He's a cool guy. You know, he wants to bang a desperate housewife. He's mean to Peanut Boy, who has an incredible arm. I wonder if they'll explore that later in the movie. Yeah, and I missed the scene where where he throws the peanuts at him. Like well, I, that I shatters your have... credibility on well, the diner. No, I must have, uh, I'm just saying, daddy? I must have looked Listen away. Daddy scene. You watched I it must twice have looked and away. <laughs> Hold on, I must have he... looked away for a minute, so then later on when he comes back at the end and he's just like, Peanut Boy? I'm just like, I don't get that reference at all. Uh, after the game she meets JT, he uh, he knows Clint. He Clint scouted him. He had, used to have a great arm, I said. Um, Johnny the Flame Flanagan. Johnny the Flame Flanagan. Which was it? Flanagan the Flame? No, it was the Flame Flanagan. Yeah, the Flame Flanagan. That shatters my credibility. They they play some pool, and this guy Rick starts hitting on Amy Adams, and Rick Flair. Yeah, Rick Flair. Woo! I dress myself in cashmere. Woo! 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 Who are you? Direct, tell me how to wrestle. Right lights. Big cities. I am. Rick Flair, the president of the United States. Right after she like 
she tells him no. He kind of grabs her, and Clint threatens to rip his fucking face off. <laughs> Come on, one dance. I don't think so, Dick. <laughs> it's Rick. Sorry. Come on, one dance. It wouldn't hurt anything. And I mean, after the beating, I just took. <laughs> Touch her again. I'm gonna rip your fucking face off. Whoa, whoa, hey, Gus. All right, all right, all right. I saw you touching her. Now get out of here before I have a heart attack trying to kill you. I think I'd like to see that. Enough. Hey, you know what? This is my dad, and, uh, hey, that's my sister, and, uh, we like to get a little crazy every now and then, especially this one. Go on, get out of here. I thought it was poor form on Justin Timberlake's part to, like, break up a sexual assault by kissing her. Yeah, that's right. weird. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. That's oh, this guy's the, harassing you. Let yeah. me kiss you on yeah. the lips, and that'll right. shoe him away. Yeah, no, that's that a great was... scene because he it's very similar to in Blind Fury how he just kind of taps people and they go down. He just he very gingerly taps that uh that beer bottle against the yeah. wall and it just shatters. Now Matt and I have for a long time looked up like breakaway bottles like that, like yeah. movie pro, and they're all like they're. It's like you can get twelve for like sixty bucks, and it's just always been like, ah, nah, nah. That's pretty. Yeah, good. might as well just get it. It's a like beer. okay, but like still, like I feel like I'd be very cautious when I decided to use those twelve. But for two unemployed guys, we shouldn't buy them, right? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Did you notice what kind of jokes they were telling on the bus? Yo no. mama's so fat jokes. Yes, uh, more fat okay. chick jokes. Yeah, in a baseball movie. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. I didn't still even funny. think about big, that. Big culture. No, yeah, but again, funny. I didn't watch the movie twice. Right. No. <laughs> I, to be uh, fair, I've watched it twice and I've been to the future. Wow. Interesting. So you are confirming it <laughs> for well, no reason. <laughs> yeah, no, just to flex. Uh, the next game, Clint falls on the, on the steps. And that's always funny to see an old guy fall. Uh, she helps him scout again. She knows her baseball. You know, we, we get yeah. it. She knows baseball. We get it. <laughs> what turned you JT on more? Tells, what, what turned you on more? Her being a redhead or her knowing about baseball? Honestly, neither. JT tells her that he's attracted to her. And again, this falls into the it's okay because he's an attractive guy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Steve Buscemi. Right. Different, different uh, vibe to that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you need to find someone comparable in age also. True. You know, True. like, Do that's you, different because it's, like, closer to her dad's age than her age, maybe. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, who, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Another baseball legend. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird. It might not be weird, but it would Josh not be Gad. welcome. <laughs> Josh Gad. That's better. Oh, I hate that guy. Like, they couldn't get Jonah Hill for this. <laughs> if you're listening, Josh Gad, I want you to stop. I do not like you, and this podcast is not for you. <laughs> We're bad on Gad. See how much uh, Josh Gad is on Cameo. Yeah, we should call it our Gad Bite, because that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh Gad is not on Cameo. I was Thank God. Thank Gad. I wonder if he has an OnlyFans uh, thing. Did oh. you guys... So, Oh, shit. That'd be fucking... I'd pay for that. Um, if you don't know what OnlyFans is, it's a website where you get naked and people pay to see you. So I would like to see Josh Gad's junk. That's good smut. That's good smut. Um, fuck, what was I just going to say? What were you just talking about? Um, the, the mule, mule, the sex scene, and the mule. Uh, it's okay. He, all pitches, right. he pitches It was her. probably just something like smutty and lame. <laughs> That's all I pump out. No, those two, don't, those two words don't go together. That's I think true. you're wrong. 
she uh, she gets a hit and runs the bases, and it's an awkward scene. So she actually hits a home run because he doesn't go yeah, field the right. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And between second and third base, she does a cartwheel, which is that's a no no. Yeah, he's putting one right in her back next step. That's what I was going to yeah. say is he looked so angry at her as she's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I thought there was going to be a scene of him beating her because yeah. that's how angry this and dude dropping is. dropping his glove and just walking towards her like, yeah. like yeah, I know. This like is that would have been unsurprising in this movie for his character to just <laughs> peg the shit out of his daughter. And then he yells like, you're not the first young woman I'll beat the shit out of. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. He was the angry dude. Yeah. <laughs> they go for drinks and they're quizzing each other about baseball trivia. Where he does the uh, where he does the announcer and then everybody claps in the bar. Fire away! Come on. Okay, uh, seventy-five World Series. Carlton Fisk hits a homer to win the game. Right. Right. What was the name of the player who had a three-run homer to tie the game and take it into extra innings? Oh. The three-two pitch. This one's hit deep to center, way back, way back. This baby's got a chance. It's. <laughs> Home run! Bernie Carbo has just tied the game. Bernie Carbo has just tied the game. All right, that's yeah. It's yeah, like, that's what pissed me off. Everyone was listening, I guess. Well, and he was doing some obscure call about Bernie Carbo from 1975. Right. Like he wasn't doing like in North like, Carolina. It's f- not like the yeah. team's there. Like it made no sense. Yeah. Why would the whole bar be clapping? No. It pissed me off. Again, it's like, oh, because that guy's good looking and being like loud, yeah. we like him. If it was Josh yeah, Gad, no, he'd be like, definitely. shut up, drunk shut fat the guy. Fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> do your kids like when you do the Olaf voice, though? They hate it. They <laughs> like hate it because the Olaf voice is the this is the voice. I don't like scenes in movies where, because you know how you like have that feeling of like, oh, everyone's looking at me right now? But if you're a good looking guy like Justin Timberlake, like you love that feeling. And just like mm-hmm. having everybody applaud you just reinforces that. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. And no. it's if it's not an old guy being upset about being old, I don't like that. Sure. They also and watch this local too. dancing thing going on that Timberlake makes fun of, and it's called clogging. Is that an Irish thing? Because his know. last name's Flanagan. You feel like he should know it if it is. I think it's a mountain thing. Let's see. Clogging. <laughs> a mountain Says, thing? When one backs up one's toilet with feces, clogging. Ah, interesting. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be feces. Could clogging. be toilet paper. Oh, so this is cool. You're right. It is mountain. Um, it says clogging is the official state dance of Kentucky and North Carolina. There and you was go. a social dance in the Appalachian Mountains as early as the 18th century. So uh, you know a lot about clogging, baby. I do. <laughs> I know even more about the 18th century. <laughs> Prove it. I'd like to learn on this podcast also. Oh, you want to know about Bastille Day? Uh, not really. No, let's move on. Then Amy Adams is at a diner with Clint Eastwood, and she tells him that she's been going to therapy since college. He, uh, He's not interested. <laughs> no, no. I made note of all the foods that are eaten in this movie, and it's breakfast. She's having scrambled eggs and like toast or something. He's having grilled chicken and broccoli for breakfast. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. I don't understand this man's eating habits. Brandon, if I can just, from a therapy angle, uh, break this down for you. Please. What you're doing is projecting. You're upset that you can't eat these things for breakfast. Mm -hmm. You want to be eating pizza for breakfast. You want to be eating grilled chicken, but you're not, and that frustrates you, and it's okay. 
Uh, but you're an adult and you can eat what you'd like. So let yourself live a little. You know, this weekend, I suggest going to maybe Carl's Jr., get some Hawaiian food, eat out a bit. You know, you were talking about that a few days ago. So I did, follow your I heart, did. kid. I want to do a Hawaiian Carl's Jr. fried chicken day. Do it, man. <laughs> Fucking do it. Don't let her tell you no. I won't. She's, she's not going to make me drink any more lukewarm sodas. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch, Devin. <laughs> Uh, she gets it. She thinks it's she, funny. She, she doesn't listen to the podcast. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I call this next phase of the movie, people are coming for other people's jobs. Ooh. Wow. And this segment involves Math Lizard coming for John Goodman's job. He alphas him there. Yeah. Well, you're a real team player, aren't you, Philip? It's just business. Don't take it so personal. I'm not after your job because I want to be the director of scouting. I'm after your job because I want to be the GM. You know how it is. Get the hell out of my office. And to wrap up this uh, this segment of the movie, Todd's also coming for Amy Adams' job, her partnership. He's, uh... Did we need that storyline at, at all? Not at all. No. Any of the lost stuff. Didn't no. need it. Didn't need it. Waste the time. The only payoff Such it has movie. is when she's like, he, she can be his agent. Yeah. Like, that's it. But no, like, but, like, she could have been can't. a lawyer. Yeah, right. Like, she could have just been like, right. oh, I'm up for partner. That's enough. We don't need the whole, is she going to get it? Is she not? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the turbulence in the relationship never gets bad enough where it's yeah. like, oh, she should just leave. Yeah. They, it's always yeah. like they're just kind of having a little We rapport. didn't even know that guy, whoever what I think his it, name was. What Todd? I think they're trying yeah. to do. <laughs> no, the other what, one. The Which one? Oh, the guy she's dating? The guy she, she was dating was also a yeah. lawyer. Like, we didn't need yeah. that guy at all either. Greg? Greg, that was yeah, his name. Greg's Greg and boyfriend, Todd. We didn't Todd's need the him. Other guy. We yeah, didn't need him. Generic what, white guys. What I think they're trying to do is they're trying to show that she's been so affected by her her father's um, kind of absence from her life that she's emotionally damaged, and she's you know trying to take on these masculine roles like working in a job, being a lawyer, trying to be partner, and that is just not right. That does not fit into you know Clint Eastwood's I didn't philosophy. Like it. No. So the firm tells Amy that Todd got the partnership and that she's like a great associate. Um, she tells JT and they drink scotch from the bottle together. Yeah, that's, that's a weird nice. That's a weird line because for that scene, he's like, who taught you? Where did you learn how to drink single malt scotch out of the bottle? And it's like, yeah, I don't think anybody needs to teach you how to drink something. You just drink. Just open up your gullet. Then uh, Clint tells Timberlake about the hitch in the swing and tells them that the Red Sox shouldn't take him. Or that he wouldn't recommend taking him. Yeah. Um, Timberlake and Amy Adams swim in the lake and they kiss pretty That's hard a in the lake. Terrifying scene. Yeah. yeah. It was terrifying. Like, it was like summer catch meets little giants. Meets you like know? Jaws. Meets I know what you did last summer. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I? Kyle. Kyle can confirm this. When we went to Montana. I was scared to go into a body of water, even in broad daylight. That was just out, <laughs> like that was like a wild body of water. Like, there's no way I would ever jump into a lake in pitch black. That is terrifying. There are a hundred percent are sharks in there or gators. If you got to kiss Justin Timberlake, you might. This is true. Ugh. I'd I'd rather would kiss you? him on dry land. Would you though, for real? Would you if Justin Timberlake was in the water and he's like? You know, come in the water and kiss yeah. me, Brandon. <laughs> Would you do it? <laughs> uh, I've been to the future, and uh, he's not a bad kisser. <laughs> All right. Open mouth? 
Was it open mouth? I don't kiss and tell. But yes, yeah, it was. you just did. <laughs> yes, it was. Also, uh, if you want to hear more of this, go to our website, 5GFASmutreadings.com. <laughs> yeah, they, this particular story is called Call, Call Me By Your Full Name. Yeah. So it's a little more, yeah. it's it's a little called, more complicated. Uh, Brandon Sexy Back, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I wrote it. And it's very short, but smutty. And I went to the future, and I lived it. <laughs> That had to hurt. I don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah. anymore, and I like it. Yes. Uh, Timberlake yes, tells Boston not to draft uh, Bo Gentry. They pass on him in the draft. Goodman tries to talk Math Lizard into it and to not draft him, but they end up drafting him. Because yeah. of computers. L- Lillard's willing to give up his job for it. If I am wrong, if I'm wrong, you fire me. But I am telling you right now, Bo Gentry is kind of five-tool player that changes the entire landscape of a franchise. We draft this kid, and we are competitive for the next five, ten years. What is he listening to at the games? Because he has, like, one headphone in. I have no idea. Oh, you know what he's listening to? Don't kill myself, books. No. (laughs) Serenity now. Clint Clint Eastwood's listening to 5GFA Smut. Uh, He is one (laughs) of our early adopters. And uh, he was listening to uh, my fan fiction about Brandon Osorio and Justin right. Timberlake hooking right. up in a lake. So I'd I like to write the sexy future, fan Kyle fiction. Kyle went into the past. <laughs> yes. We all wrote sexy that fan fiction mistake. about the recording of each of these episodes. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, it'd be less interesting now because, like, me and you are in a room and, like, everyone else is in their own room. You know? Yeah, you but don't I mean, know if we go I'm back doing. to the old ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Like, what was Joyride like? You know, like, <laughs> what was that? Ooh. We didn't even get to the movie. <laughs> um, JT drives in hot. He thinks that he's been hoodwinked, bamboozled. You might yeah, say, yeah, swindled. Cucked. This is where Clint tells Amy Adams about the when she was young and they were in Mobile, Alabama. She was in some maintenance shack with a, a pervert. Is yeah. he a Buscemi type? Yeah. A guy who looks like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> uh, and Clint Eastwood beat the shit out of him and uh, strangled him. And, yep. And left him for dead. He said he waited to get arrested, but no one came. So he just left. Yeah, which, like, if I ever murder someone and no one sees it, yeah. I'll, like, wait, like, an hour. And then, like, you know, yeah. after that, have no remorse or guilt. It's not like I called the cops eventually. Yeah. It's like, now you waited and just, like, no one showed up. Yeah. So he's like, I'm free. Yeah. Like, I'm in an abandoned it's shack. Not, it's not like getting to class and waiting 15 minutes yeah. for your professor. And then, like, we have to go yeah. home. This shack is so remote. A diddler felt comfortable diddling. Yeah. And yet it's... you think a cop's going to come. That means he's quiet and close by. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> Next morning, we see that Clint Eastwood checked out early and took his bus back. Uh, Amy Adams sees Peanut Boy pitching outside, and he's throwing gas. You mean Rigoberto? Rigoberto Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's dealing. Yeah, she uh, really goes. She really goes hard on that uh, that accent, the pronunciation <laughs> of that name too. Come on, what is this? We don't have all day. Gentlemen, this is Rigoberto Sanchez. Peanut boy? Son of a bitch. Yeah, this it's is uh, Rigoberto. <laughs> it's tough how hard she goes on that accent. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's a bad bite. He so does she not calls John Goodman the and tells them that they should sign him or bring him in for a tryout kind of thing. Yeah, this is this is easily the worst part of the movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's right, so right. fucking convenient. Yeah. It pissed me off. Stupid movie. So Lillard and Clint butt heads. How did he? How does he know that he can't hit the curveball? And he says that he heard it. 
which because he's blind. Yeah, because he's a blind baseball scout. <laughs> it's classic. Maybe Whistler. that's what it Don't was. look. Listen. Ding. Also, like, if he was blind for, like, 40 years, I would understand him being like, there's a sound. His senses are all heightened. Yeah. yeah. No, this is brand yeah. new to him. He's going blind recently. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid movie. <laughs> oh. This is... Yeah. Yeah. I, I apologize. This is the worst baseball movie I've seen this month, and I watched Summer Catch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Really? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just my opinion. Bo Gentry can't touch his shit. They tell him to throw the curve. He still can't hit it. As soon as they showed this slugger, you're like, well, he's going to have trouble with the curve. Yeah. No, but it's also a, a thing we love when they say the title of the movie. It's, you know, it's always a sign yeah. of a good movie. It's, no, that's, that's very I was, true. I really am a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> these sure are some mean streets. Like, all the good yep, movies yep. do it. I love these fast times at Ridgemont High. Let's yeah. go fuck each other on Brokeback Mountain. Right. <laughs> We really are some Shanghai Knights. You are a wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) I just want to reiterate, this whole movie is about Matthew Lillard favoring sabermetrics, Clint Eastwood being a blind scout, yeah, and Clint Eastwood hearing something that makes them not pick this great baseball player because in the last 10 minutes they introduce... A, a baseball prodigy god send. Yeah. Pitches like Sandy Koufax. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. This, and they just, the whole movie works because of this one kid showing up with 10 minutes left. Yeah, yeah no, it solves all the problems. It's so I stupid. Realized, yeah. But I also realize this fits every single Clint Eastwood formula since like the 1970s. Like every single movie that he's done has been like, you know, an aging, like fill in the blank is past his prime and like has one more chance to show like the young bucks that like the old ways are the best. Baseball has since adopted sabermetrics and yeah. analytics as like, yes, this works. It, right. They it's... made a whole movie that's better than this called Moneyball about <laughs> yeah, it. Like right. <laughs> go watch that. <laughs> yeah. The end. Hello, I'm Larry Stockton, owner and proprietor of All the Smut Things, a retail store and film production house that caters to all things exotic and filthy. I'm here to tell you about our newest Clint Eastwood-themed adult film, Trouble with the Perv. Here's a 5GFA exclusive first look at the film's trailer. Enjoy. I want this. You'd be the only woman. Trust me, I can handle it. How'd you handle all that by yourself? I didn't. Yeah. Why do they call him the flame? There's kind of a surrogate father-son thing going on. My father doesn't give me any physical affection. Could be this good. Yeah. Rated PG 13. Oh, oh, that was. You only heard the trailer, but I was watching it. It So filthy. My God. I mean, the things that they can slap a PG 13 rating on these days. Uh, Anyways, these are the things that I sell and produce. Come down to all the smut things. All right, we ready? Yeah. Let's do it, huh? 
let's slide on into categories. Nice. I wrote that too. I was like, if Aaron okay. doesn't do it, I'm yeah. like, ah, I like good. that though. That's good. What about let's uh, let's let's uh, break her ball into categories. Uh, Joel, what was the best scene you saw? Um, I mean, I know you guys were ripping on this a little bit, but uh, God, I found it so satisfying when Rigo just strikes Bo out at the end. And he's just like whipping it, the lefty, just whipping those pitches in on the mound. Uh, Brandon, best scene you saw? We already talked about it. I got to go with the singing Clint Eastwood uh, scene at the grave. It's not singing. It is... Pure, just rubbing rocks together and putting words to it. You make me happy. The skies are gray. Uh, my best scenes were the Timberlake being creepy, but it's okay because he's attractive scenes. Mm. And it's like, you're just good looking so you can get away with this shit. Yeah. Poor Steve Buscemi is what I was left feeling. <laughs> Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange, Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? Because you're a f- all right. <laughs> Poor Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Let's move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't Kyle, how do you do that? I, I just I don't understand how Justin Timberlake thought that if he picks a good draft player as a scout, he becomes a baseball announcer? That doesn't make What's sense. What's that trajectory? <laughs> what? It made more sense if you had announced in the minors for a year or <laughs> yeah, like yeah. joined the broadcast team as like in a sideline kind of or dugout reporter. He kept thinking that this yeah. was his path and it's like, I've seen Brockmire. You turned me on to that show. Yeah. This is not how it goes. And it just, I didn't understand it. Brandon, how do you do that? Um, how did Clint Eastwood basically get away with murder? And um, go yeah, on to have a good. successful a successful yeah. baseball scouting career. That's kind of cool that you're able to do you that. Imagine the police eventually like, okay, who was like anyone notable that was here? Right at that right. game, you know, like let's right. Well, there was a baseball okay. game. Maybe we could interview people. Um, it happened but after he just, the game in the shed. Like, yeah. well, so if this guy's waking up and there is no one around, because he says he strangled him, but he didn't kill him. Oh, he just passed out. He strangled him. Yeah, so then he's not going to the he's cops. He's not going to the cops. Yeah, he's not yeah. waking up and being like, this guy assaulted me. Oh, where'd he assault well, me? Well, I was Maybe diddling. part of a diddler's rights group. <laughs> yeah. Interrupted yeah. my diddling. Yeah, the ghost activists uh, and the diddler activists got together <laughs> for their stupid, stupid causes. He's like Joey's yeah, well, uncle who got out to catch a predator that didn't like yeah. technically cross the line, so he's oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good story that we want to right, share. All right, well, then you know what? Good for good for Clint Eastwood. He picked yeah, the right Joey's guy uncle. to strangle. <laughs> and good for Joey's uncle. Um, let's move on to That Had to Hurt. He doesn't Joel, respect that me. had to hurt. Uh, my that had to hurt is... Uh, my that had to hurt. Had to hurt Timberlake getting hoodwinked. Like, he this whole time, after they drafted him, he must have really thought, sincerely, like, this was all a giant fucking sting operation to get me to not to fuck me. recommend yeah. this guy. Like, if they started playing the sting music there, I would have really liked it, because that would have been an interesting twist on it yeah like, this was all a, a ruse yeah. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Kyle, that had to hurt. That's a good song that I haven't heard in a while. Here's Desert Rose. My dad had to hurt. Being Amy Adams had to hurt. Your mom died when you were six years old. That had to hurt. You spend your whole life thinking your dad rejected you because he sent you to live with your aunt and uncle, uh, only to find out he sent you away because of a pedophile incident that you forgot about. That had to hurt. Uh, Also, having the time after that conversation uh, and shocking revelation to realize that story still doesn't explain why your father never called that entire year or why he sent you away to boarding school again when you were 13. Yeah. Um, that had to hurt. And finally, you spent years going to law school. You worked six days a week for seven years once you became a lawyer, a profession you admittedly hate just so that you can get your father's approval, which you will never get. Right. That had to hurt. That had to hurt. Yeah. That still hurt. <laughs> Um, let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together, get together. I'll start with this one. I think ESPN organizes the reunion. And when they do a 30 for 30 on Peanut Boy, (laughs) it's called Peanut Boy, but it's about this phenomenal picture that came out of nowhere. But ESPN does a full, you know, full 10 part series on Peanut Boy, yeah, and how he got discovered. Yeah, he starts out as Peanut Boy, yeah, like in the doc. But as he gets better, like they start calling him like the anaphylactic shocker. Like yeah, he gets right. some like allergy name that's pretty <laughs> yeah. baller. Oh wow! And uh, like Josh Gad narrates Peanut it. Man. Yeah, Peanut Man. <laughs> Wait, Josh Gad's in it? Josh Gad's the narrator. I'm not crazy. watching that shit. Turn it off. <laughs> Get it out of here. He narrates it, but he also, like, he narrates it, but he doesn't stay on script because he thinks he's funny, so he tries to ad-lib stuff, and none of it's funny. Like, in my head, just you saying he's narrating it, I'm hearing that asshole's voice, and it's pissing me off. I hate that Olaf. Kyle's got it bad for Gad. I do. I hate him. Uh, Joel, who wins the reunion? Wait, before Joel goes... There's a video on Instagram. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This really pushed me over the edge. There's a video of Josh Gad that he posted on his Instagram of him crying about quarantine (laughs) and how sad he is. Because you're always on Josh Gad's Instagram because you love him. I am fascinated by (laughs) that. You love him so much you hate him. You're Gad guy. Uh, Yeah, I'm not. You're one of the rad Gads. It's Uh, a fan club. Hey, Kyle, Kyle, would you rather listen to Josh Gad read like any of your favorite books for the rest of your life the bible or only or only be able to talk to the water priestess she's the only Ooh, person one too after the this. only person that you can uh con- be in contact with i mean the first one i as much as i love the water priestess and the content she puts out if she's the only person i can talk to that means i have to give up this podcast which i'd rather not do all right i got yeah, one here yeah so everyone that you ever talk to again sounds like Josh Gad. Ugh. Like you hear everyone's <laughs> voice is Josh Gad's voice. Or you have to make out with him for a half hour. <laughs> I think I'd make out with him, honestly. Like, 
<laughs> that would be like ripping the band-aid off, you know? Yeah. Like I'd rather yeah. just get it over with than be on my deathbed looking at my grandkids and hearing that asshole's voice. But like you have to try hard during the thirty minute makeout. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm no slouch. I'd give it my all and I hope he would too. <laughs> no, you he doesn't. He he's phoning it in. And and he's yeah. crying the whole time. <laughs> I'd be crying too so I could get my tear oath in. Your tears would touch. <laughs> Uh, all right, Joel, who wins your reunion? Uh, my reunion is going to be organized by Jay Galloway, a.k.a. Rigoberto Sanchez. He was not an actor. Uh, first audition, came in, they saw him, came in, he got the part, and... He didn't do well. He was a notably bad actor in it. Like, <laughs> I thought he was horrible, so this is making a lot of sense. But he's definitely organizing the reunion because he wants to see these people again, and they have no idea who he is, so... Yeah. Clint Eastwood definitely doesn't know his name. No. No. You know? He probably calls him oh, some, like... He didn't care? Like, so, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say some, like, ethnic yeah. slur. <laughs> Brandon, reunion. Uh, I put John Goodman organizes the reunion because he banged uh, Amy Adams that one time, and he wants mm. to do it again. Yeah. yeah, and he worked his way up from a spider exterminator to that position. So, yeah. you know, he's capable of great things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure I, the uh, timeline on that, but yeah, I agree. Well, after after Kanaima, he uh, he got into baseball. He's like, life's too short. Yeah, I mean, I'm more interested. He sold his beer can collection and moved to uh, to Atlanta. Don't bug me. <laughs> Don't bug me. Uh, no, I'm more interested in the banging part of the story, but the spider thing is interesting <laughs> as well. Yeah, um, do we get to, uh, do they do the sex scene over? Is there another, is there rekindling? Yeah, what's this reunion look like specifically? Because we need content for our smut site. Yeah. All right, all right. So John Goodman, he, he talks to Clint Eastwood again, who's on his... I don't want to say he's on his deathbed, but he's close to it. Uh, and he's he goes, deathbed, he goes, say. how's Mickey's? And Clint Eastwood says, you banged her, didn't you? And he says, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. He says, you want to bang her again? And he says, you got me, you got me. That's, that's totally my intention. Uh, I want to get everyone together so I can bang her again. And, uh, and Clint Eastwood's all for it. He's all for it. He wants to see his daughter happy. Uh, so Clint Eastwood invites her down, says that her mother's risen from the grave. Uh, that gets Amy Adams excited and gets her out of the house. She comes over. Uh, it's just gone. It's just John Goodman. He's there. He's got flowers. And, um, you know, Memphis, uh, walking to Memphis is playing on the, uh, the phonogram <laughs> there. And it's, it's real romantic, but, you know, smutty as well. This is a very time like timeline jump like yeah. you say phonograph? Well that's what's in Clint Eastwood's house. Yo, okay, so they got a phonograph, they've got the nineties hit walking in Memphis, yep. John Goodman's holding flowers, and he's got everyone there so he can bang her. Yes, exactly. I'm he needs all everyone in. to Jesus. see. He that is needs way everyone to see. That is much better smut than I would have come up with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you uh, guys, but I am definitely stimulated. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Stimulus. Stimulus. Just don't capitalize. <laughs> Did uh, Kyle? No, I gotta go. Yeah, I think uh, after the movie ends, Matthew Lillard, who was just fired from being a talent scout, uh, realizes he's always make a better player than a coach, and he goes to Cape Cod, where he befriends a dumbass pitcher. The two of them get signed by the Phillies, and when they play the Braves in major leagues. 
Uh, Lillard sends a letter you asking... You are playing in major leagues. <laughs> you are playing in the major leagues, man. Uh, he sends a letter asking John Goodman, Clint Eastwood, and Amy Adams to come watch the game. Uh, Lillard goes yard four times against Rigoberto, and as he <laughs> rounds the bases the last time, he gives the middle finger to the entire city of Atlanta, and he takes a shit on home plate, which earns him a 20-game suspension... But Matthew Lillard still wins the MVP that season. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I like it because it's good stuff. It works out yeah. like this movie. It's like, what a fantasy. Wouldn't that be nice? Right. No, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. Joel, who wins your Clutch Award? So my Clutch Award is going to John Goodman. You know, at the end, when push comes to shove, and you've got Matthew Lillard saying, take him, Clint saying, don't take him, you, you know, he's like, hey, I, I'm with Gus. You know, I stand by him. Yeah, no, he was a, he was, he was a good friend. I will say that. He did bang Absolutely. his daughter, which was, you know, questionable. Yeah, but, but Clint's he all did for stand it. By him. Clint's all for it. He wants to see his daughter happy. Uh, and this this really reminds me, I think, of a new play that Aaron's working on. I stand by Clint. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not not Clint done, Eastwood. Actually. It's a different one. But if you want to elaborate, right, it's, it's Clint Howard. If uh, so, little spoiler here. But yeah, no, I'm almost done with it. Uh, it's around five hours right now. Yeah, with no and it's just but... you standing next to him the whole time. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. wow? And I'm talking about him. Yeah, not to he him for five just about hours. Him. About him. It's yeah. a it's a sex doll with Clint Eastwood's. <laughs> Face Clint Howard's out on face. it. <laughs> Clint Howard's face. Also, why have we called him Squint Eastwood? Because he can't yeah, see. Yeah, no, you're right. He also that's can't an, talk. An, he also can't bad do bite. a lot of things. Kyle, clutch award. Um, like Joel, I love John Goodman. No matter how big or small his role is, he always puts a smile on my face and makes the movie better. Kind of like my clutch award recipient for this week, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Yeah. The reason. Yes. For the season, and the season is Matthew Lillard. Uh, I've been in awe of this man uh, every week that we've done this podcast. He's just incredible. And uh, without him giving, you know, the foil to Clint Eastwood's character, like, mm -hmm. there is no tension in this movie. There is no reason for it to exist. Yeah. Uh, if you only, take that one yeah. angle out, it's there's, there's one antagonist there's in the whole movie. Nothing to stand yeah. on here. <laughs> uh, so he literally made, made the plot go. And, uh, I just want to say uh, he also. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that that wasn't the best phrasing, but uh, he gave the movie a a great performance, and he gave me one of my favorite five GFA months we've ever had. And I just want to say thank you, Matthew Lillard, if you're listening, for a wonderful month. I'm sad that he it's is. almost he over. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mine's going to be a little bit of a bummer off of that beautiful clutch award. <laughs> I'm going to go to with Bo Gentry. You see the guy hit like three walk-off home runs. Like, that's super fucking clutch. Like, he ends his season with a walk-off home run to win the game. Like, yeah. guy can fucking mash. I lost track because, like, he hit like five in the game. Yeah. And then at, like, batting practice, they show him, like, hitting, like, at least three more. And it's like, I think he's hit, like, nine homers yeah, in this movie and, like, 12. The ball. Like, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, let's move on to quotes. Who is it? This is a robbery. Just take anything you want. Brandon, what are your quotes? You said you had 31 of them. Why My don't you 31 list them quote salute for Matthew Lillard month. 
31. No, I just, all my quotes revolve around uh, Clint Eastwood being just a, a curmudgeon. So, of course, we already talked about the, uh, did a bunch of goddamn midgets design this garage? That's great. Um, when he's talking to John Goodman about the, like, furniture all over the house, he says, that's Fang Shmei. Don't you know anything? That's a good yeah. one. Uh, this meat is great protein. Also good. And then, of course, you are my sunshine. My only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Etc. Etc. You know the rest. Yeah. Uh, Until her spirit is summoned. That was honestly good. It gave me chills. Like, that was so scary and so on point and oh, funny. Great. great. That's, great. Uh, that I live awesome. for it. I live for it. And, uh, yeah, just all the Clint Eastwood quotes. Love them. Uh, Kyle, quotes. I also have 31 quotes. <laughs> yeah. I got two quotes. The first one, uh, 56 minutes into the movie, they go, Emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Who are you, Dr. Feld? Hey, that is quality television. And I thought, man, second Matthew Lillard yeah, movie with right. a Dr. Phil <laughs> yeah, quote. Yeah. This is 11 years after the 13 Ghosts, and yet Dr. Phil is as relevant now as he was then. <laughs> and he plays a guy named Phil in the movie. And then the next line is like, you guys are better than the Kardashians. This is great. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. a great Kardashians and Dr. And Phil like, reference. It's like, yeah, poor Bruce, but like also poor the person Bruce Jenner killed in his her car. Her car. Caitlyn Jenner, you mean? We have to edit it out now. Fuck. That yeah, was... Yeah. Well, just sorry. keep in mind, Clint Eastwood also killed a person Actually, in this movie. we don't have to necessarily cut it. Brandon, go to the future and tell us how it's received if we leave it in as is. I've already yeah. been Versus to the future. if it's cut. I've already been to the future, and we cut it. Uh, so unless shit. you want to disrupt cut. the space-time continuum, you better cut that shit. Well, I think we can, because I don't think anything bad happens when you do that. So. And now Clint Eastwood's dead. <laughs> Because I definitely am leaving it in. <laughs> oh, God. What if he actually dies? This is... I hate our haunted podcast. Well, he shouldn't have been at the gravesite reading those curses. <laughs> also, he shouldn't have been born so damn long ago. Yeah. yeah that's, he is 89. That's the number uh, one, number one uh, death thing. Keep going. Amen, yeah. brother. <laughs> well said. Uh, my last quote, my second quote, my final quote, uh, Justin Timberlake, when they're at the bar, he goes, what are they doing? And Amy Adams goes clogging. She says, it's all about having the same rhythm as the other dancers. And Justin Timberlake goes, so they need to be in sync. Nah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, my quotes mentioned, the midgets in the garage, and then the "Come on, you stubborn mule." They're real good. <laughs> the midget one's been talked about three times now. Yeah, it's a great line. <laughs> Joel quotes. I think it's Timberlake is like, "Whoa, Gus," and he's like, "What are you fellas staring at? I'm not a pole dancer." God Almighty, Gus! What happened? I cut myself shaving. Well, what are you fellas staring at? I'm not a pole dancer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. That's I good. like that quote. <laughs> and then the last one was uh, Justin Timberlake and Amy Adams are like watching like on the side of the field there, and uh, he, he says to her, "So, what do you think about dinner?" And she says, "You mean together?" And he says, "Well, that's a little forward, don't you think?" But yeah, if you're asking me out, sure. It's like, hey, that's clever. Yeah, no, it's, that was it was it was semi smooth, but again, if Steve Buscemi says that, it's like, leave me alone, yeah. man. 
Yeah, one your, the, uh, eyes, your eyes are too big for your face. <laughs> the pole dancer one would have been funny if he had said some like starlet from the 50s, like, what am I, Jane Mansfield or something yeah. like, oh, nobody knows what that yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, I'm no Rita Hayworth over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been um, even better if he just starts dancing, right? He's like, I'm no pole dancer. Look. See, this is this is not what a pole dancer would dance like. Yeah, it's like she look, would do it, yeah, it gets she would do it like much sexier, I... kind of like this, yeah. and then yeah. you get into a sexy dance. Let's move on to. Kyle, what takes you out of this movie? It's it's ironclad, so I don't think you'll be able to find it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a puzzle. If you remove one piece, the whole thing doesn't work. <laughs> the sign of a great movie. Yeah, unraveling the tapestry of a flawless blanket. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this movie, this movie is a flawless blanket. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this movie is just about as exciting as a blanket. Um, when Matthew Lillard is pleading with the Atlanta GM to pick Bo Gentry, he says. Bo Gentry is the type of five-tool player that keeps us competitive for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Five tools? That guy? Bo Dunkin' Donuts Gentry? <laughs> yeah, right. One of the five tools is speed and yeah. stealing bases. Yeah. Lillard, come on. This guy is not built to steal a single base. No. Unless he gets the one deceptive, like, he's so not going to steal that they just don't check him at first. And he gets, like, an enormous lead one time. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, no chance. Um, what takes me out of the movie is Amy Adams knowing this much about baseball. Like, so if she went away at six for a full year. She came back at like seven, right? Yep. And then she went away to boarding school at 13. Mm-hmm. So that's six years for her to obtain all this baseball information mm-hmm. and knowledge and get it down where she's better than all these guys who are career baseball scouts. That takes me out of the and movie. And all the baseball stats that she reels off. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. I mean, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe she know enough about she know a good amount about baseball. Yeah, perhaps, but not like an elite level scout. Yeah. But you don't think that like she could have learned enough from her. <clears throat> Plus, she's a woman. Yeah, and she's a woman. We haven't addressed that part. Yeah, yeah everyone else yeah, did she in the definitely movie. Definitely is a woman. Look, they address it in the softball? movie. She is the only woman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, make her a softball scout. I believe that. Yeah, I like don't a, believe this. Like a low level, low level, yeah, right. Softball because like, a male right. would still be better at scouting Absolutely. softball, yeah. right? Like so, an assistant, so an assistant softball scout is what you're assistant saying. Assistant to the softball scout. That's like an ass. A, or or a uh, it's maybe like the assistant secretary. Yes, yes, I like that. Hey, all you five GFA fans, we're excited to introduce our first product with huge scientific ramifications. Introducing Amy's Adams. Ranked number six on Professor P's Power Redheads list, Amy Adams has worked with the top minds across the globe to create Amy's Adams. These scientists have found a way to create atoms, the literal building blocks of life, and the possibilities seemed endless until staunch feminist Amy Adams patented the idea and made her company Amy's Adams, which manufactures Adams apples using Amy's newfound Adam technology and implants them into ladies' throats. Thanks to Amy Adams's Amy's Adams, she's made inequality a thing of the past. No longer do you need to feel lesser than a man or worried you might not get that job you're overqualified for just because you don't have a big old ball dangling in the middle of your throat. Let Amy's Adams give you that confidence that you are missing. And instead of metaphorically feeling like there's a lump in your throat when you speak up at your next meeting, 
have the confidence you need with a literal lump in your throat. Amy's Adams, because every Eve needs an Adams. Let's move on to McMulligan's. Uh, Brandon, what's your McMulligan? Obviously, I'm not a huge Justin Timberlake fan. I think he's he's distractingly attractive. Joel, McMulligan. Um, I mean, you guys really got all my juices flowing talking about the real threesome Yuck. talk. So yes. Yes. I want to see some Clint Eastwood threesome baseball female scouts. You know, they're at the bar getting a little frisky. I like that because he's blind, Clint so he has Threesworth. no idea who he's having sex with. Yeah, Squint Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Threeswood. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Who are you, honey? Also, uh, are you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> you like anchovies? You look Oriental to me. <laughs> I love that line. Do you like anchovies? I got a breakfast. I got some leftover film? breakfast pizza for you. Flags from Iwo Jima. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the Japs. <laughs> Oh, Clint, we're going to have to do it that again. You can't say that. I'm Squint Eastwood. I, read the script, I can't man. see, Rip. so it's okay. God damn it. <laughs> My McMulligan is, I want to see this as a Josh Gad vehicle. Fuck you. <laughs> Where Josh Gad plays the, the Rigoberto Sanchez role. <laughs> And, he would uh, say it like that. He'd be like, "I am Rigoberto Sanchez." Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Josh. And, uh, He'd be a very flamboyant Rigoberto. That's for sure. <laughs> the movie's called Trouble with the Ephus because Josh Gad <laughs> can't throw hard, but he can throw a wicked Ephus. It's so unhittable, and it goes straight to his head, and he's cocky like Bo, but like in a silly Josh Gad way, and oh. it's hilarious. <laughs> Trouble oh, with he the is Ephus. funny. He is funny. I'll give you that. Funny is funny, and Josh Gad I is hate funny. That. I'm always glad when I see Gad. No. no. Uh, Kyle McMulligan. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I can continue. <laughs> I, I might quit the pot if we keep going at this rate. I'm this close. At the beginning of the movie, we see that Clint Eastwood's penis doesn't work right. And, uh, it works left. Yeah. They, well, no, we never see the penis. We only hear the penis. Yeah. He has trouble would, peeing. I don't think he this. took it all the way out because you were hood or splash when he, if he took it all the way out. <laughs> <laughs> hung, hung Eastwood. Um, yeah, but like that whole storyline about him not being able to pee well, it's More just... like Clint Longwood. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it's Longwood. Oh, I, but I it heard probably, Clint. But it probably yeah, drifts no. <laughs> I thought you said Clint Longwood. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's what I was like, what does that mean? That uh, is anyway, a great, I like it. That is a great lazy smut name. Clint Longwood. <laughs> right. Uh, no writer's strong. <laughs> yeah. Um... So we see that he has trouble peeing, and they just abandon that storyline the rest of the film. I would have liked to see his pee stream get stronger with some rehab, <laughs> or a scene at the end of the movie showing that he's still struggling to piss, so we yeah. know it's a thing. He's, they just show it once and leave it? They he's cut hanging, out. Out. He's yeah. hanging out with John Goodman, and he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm working on my kegels. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a scene that they cut of one of the other old scouts giving him some saw palmetto, being like, "This will help, man. This will like, it's not going to be a magic cure, but I'm, I think it'll help you." And yeah. he starts supplementing, and it yeah. just gets a little better. Like at the end of the movie, where he's walking away, yeah. he just like pulls out his dick and pees right away, and it's yeah. like, ah, you hear just like, "I've got no <laughs> yeah. control, super no strong control whatsoever." 
<laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, um, did everyone do McMulligan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's move on to sending Bring out an SOS. SOS. I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS. Spinoff, origin, or sequel. Kyle, SOS. Uh, speaking of Clint Eastwood, I'd like to see a sequel where Clint Eastwood is even older, meaner, and completely blind being a Major League Baseball scout. Uh <laughs> <laughs> He keeps thinking everyone he's scouting sucks at baseball because he can't see anymore. Uh, and he decides to go overseas on a trip to Vietnam where he thinks he has a shot to overseas. go pro. Overseas! <laughs> on his way to the stadium, he wanders into a village where they fashion him a baseball bat with a hidden katana inside. <laughs> yes! He berates his way onto the team, and on his first at bat, he slices the baseball in half, but also slips on home plate, breaking his neck and having the sword go straight through his chest, killing him instantly. It ends with him being inducted into the Vietnam Baseball Hall of Fame. Can it end with? Uh, end. Can it also end with short round walking up to him and going, "Clint, I love you." Let's move on to genre swap. All right, I tell you what you're doing. Pull the old switcheroo. If I could change the genre. Uh, Brandon, who wins your genre award swap? I would like to see this movie as a Republican National Convention speech. Yes. Uh, so, so Clint Eastwood, still blind, wanders the the U.S. apparently until he wanders into the Republican National Convention. He sees an empty chair on stage. He thinks it's Matthew Lillard. Uh, and starts verbally berating it, and uh, this this goes down in history as one of the best uh, best speeches of all time at the uh, RNC. But you thought the war in Afghanistan was was uh, okay. You know, I mean, you thought that was something that was worth doing. We didn't check with the Russians to see how they did there for the ten years, but but it uh, we we did it, and uh, it it was um, it, it, you know it, it's. Uh, it's something to uh, to be thought about, and I think that uh, that when we get to uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, I'm a patriot. I'm also kind of xenophobic, and I like it, and I would watch it. <laughs> I like that, uh, Joel. Genre swap. So I think they really missed out in using JT's full talents. So I think they need to add some musical aspects to this, not like full-on, like, you know, musical like they would have on Broadway, but a little more kind of Grease aspects to it where, you know, JT just comes in with a song or something, you know? What would these songs sound like? Um, so, like, when he's uh, telling uh, Amy Adams, like, about how, like, he blew out his arm, and, like, get a little sad, is just... Cry me, cry me. Like in the background, you know, is playing, like while he's telling the story, yeah. you know. After my arm went, the Red Sox gave me a chance to, uh, you know, stay in the game. It's going to be a job in the booth next year, and I'm gunning for it. Ever think what would have happened if the Braves hadn't traded you? No more than eight, nine hours a day. Away to... No, it doesn't. 
Beautiful. Uh, my genre swap would be a demonic, a demonic horror movie. So we see him summon his ghost at his wife's grave. Uh, it. it turns out his wife comes out as a spirit, and that's Satan. And it turns out he sold his soul years ago to be the best baseball scout <laughs> ever. Um, and he has to go through this ritual. And every time he does, it's a little bit more difficult to pee. That's the trade-off. <laughs> but eventually, his soul totally belongs to the devil. Wow. So, so wait, so he goes yeah. to his wife's grave to summon the devil <laughs> to make him a better baseball scout? Yeah, because he sold his soul to be the best but, baseball scout. But at but what why, cost? But, but he's going to the wife's <laughs> grave to summon the devil again. Yeah, because uh, when he needs to go scouting, he has to summon the spirits. He has to re-up. That... He has to re-up <laughs> yeah, on right. the... Yeah, okay, it's like... Uh, yeah, he has to get his, uh, his full full supply back up. Right. But then his, his he... urethra is just strangled. <laughs> Yeah, it gets a little bit more challenging every time. And so as he narrow. gets older, yeah, as he gets older and nearer to death, the song gets more sinister because he knows yeah. the devil's right. awaiting him yeah. soon and he's gonna die. Right. And he didn't. He didn't see it in the movie, but he pees right before then in the graveyard. So just like it'll never be easier than this. And then he, you are my sunshine. It's just, it's awful. Oh god, and, uh, it's not a good movie. I wouldn't recommend it. I. I Honestly, it's one but of it's the a ones good I genre. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a I good like genre. horror movies. Uh, Kyle, genre swap. Uh, my genre swap is a sci-fi movie. Yeah, um, keep going. We talked about this quote. Clint Eastwood tells the guy at the bar hitting on his daughter, you ever touch her again, I'm going to rip your fucking face off. Nick Cage, John Travolta, face <laughs> off. Yes. Uh, same thing here, only we're in the future. And baseball is the most important thing in the world. Each country has teams they put together that play baseball to decide policy, who wins wars, controls territories, etc. Lillard is the best sabermetric specialist. Eastwood is the best old school scout. And they butt heads on which lineup the U.S. should start against Russia in a winner-take-all game to control the other country. They switch faces. Um... And it's absolutely horrifying. I want to see it because it'd be so scary to see Clint Eastwood's wrinkly skin on Matthew Lillard's smooth body and Matthew Lillard's smooth face on Clint Eastwood's wrinkly body. It's exactly like the Irishman de-aging technology where you see a smooth-faced... What's Robert De Niro? But yeah. he walks. He walks like an eighty-year-old man. It'll be exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's so gross when they switch the faces back. It's botched, and like it just looks even more <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, it goes like half and half. Like it's a yeah. weird combo <laughs> right, right. for both of them. Yeah. So and, you, uh, they're it, like, the, that was horrifying, but that was as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah and then it ends with just amy adams like vomiting when she sees her father and like she doesn't know which one's which um and the movie like this one just loses sight of the whole like u.s russia thing and just it's more about the like grotesque elephant man stuff because uh, <laughs> i want to see it <laughs> oh john woo directs it <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. The three doves, the three white doves come out of Clint Eastwood's urethra. That'd be fucked up too if in Aaron's it doesn't it stops working like but it also just the urethra hole gets bigger and bigger each time. Yeah. You know, get, to where to, doves to can where it fly can get out. like and it's like itchy inside because it's so big. Like So the urethra is bigger, but he still can't pee. Yeah, no, right. it's 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 ironic. The prostate's really <laughs> shutting that off. 
Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? So I'm going to have uh, a pretty gruesome abortion session tonight in my bed. And um, I'm going to be murdering a lot of people, a lot of young lives. Um, but it's, it's necessary at this point in time because, you know, it's just countless hours of banal, just absolute mind-numbing nothingness. Jesus Christ, man. Hey, 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 you watch your... Don't don't take the Lord's name in vain like that. Uh, Trouble with the curve, Mike. What do you think about Clint Eastwood? Uh, I kind of like Clint Eastwood. Space Cowboys? Yeah, I love Space Cowboys. Let's move on to Blu-ray price. How much would you pay for this to own the DVD or the Blu-ray? Those are the new hot thing that everyone's buying. Yeah. So, uh, Joel, yeah. what's your Blu-ray price? I'm going two ninety-nine. Insert cha-ching here. Yeah, it's uh, you know, not crazy about it, but yeah, I'd throw a couple bucks its way. A right. few bucks. I learned that earlier. Yeah. Well, actually, if it's a, it's more like a couple and some change because it's not a full three, so it falls under a couple. I didn't learn that much. A couple plus. Uh. <laughs> Over a couple dollars. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, Blu-ray. Uh, I also put it two ninety-nine because I rented this from uh, I forget where and uh, watched it twice. And uh, all the other baseball stuff I don't really care about. Just the Clint Eastwood stuff. Give me that. Give me him. Give me him yelling at things. And uh, I'll give you two ninety-nine. Wouldn't you rather put that two ninety-nine toward Gran Torino since you don't care or about? Or the Mule? I'd pay more for those movies where he yells even more. And uses the most amount of racial slurs, um, <laughs> but we're not doing those. We're doing this one. So for this okay. one, two ninety nine. I think I'm gonna be in between the two ninety nine and then whatever Kyle has written down. So I'll <laughs> go next. One ninety nine. I was underwhelmed. <laughs> Kyle, Blu-ray. Um, yeah, you were in between. Uh, my Matthew Lillard Blu-ray pitch of the week is... It's not a thing you do, though. Another Jeff Fahey Lawnmower Man Award, $0. <laughs> this movie's garbage, and if it was on TV, I would change the channel. Okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's shut this one down. Let's close this one out <sighs> with... Mick, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Joel, you want to do the sound? <laughs> doodly, doodly, that one. Oh. Doodly, doodly, Uh, Joel, what's your Mick Sullivan? <laughs> I don't have one. All right. Well, we'll use the sound instead. Yeah. So we'll just we'll <laughs> yeah. say, Joel, what's your Mick Sullivan? <laughs> Brandon, does this movie work as a Mick Sullivan vehicle? Yeah, yeah. This, this movie's got Mick Sullivan written all over it. Uh, McSullivan is a scout for the Atlanta Braves uh, because I looked it up and New Orleans does not have a professional baseball team, believe it or not. 
They used um, to have the Zephyrs, and then they became the Baby Cakes, and then they moved a year ago or so. Yeah, aren't they like AAA though? Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were the Marlins AAA team. Yep. See, Brandon knows some sports. Um, so McSullivan hits the road, uh, you know, he's a scout, so he hits the road in his broken down Mustang, uh, but McSullivan's instincts aren't what they used to be. He's eating too much spam out of the can, and the aluminum traces in the spam can have begun to affect his vision. So Pops comes up with the idea to have his daughter accompany McSullivan while he scouts some prospects. And, uh, and you can guess what happens, they bang. Uh, (laughs) They bang hard, and they bang all through the Carolinas. As McSullivan tells Pops' daughter that she needs to eat more Spam because it's good protein. And uh, she needs to find a man that can provide for her. But between the bangings, McSullivan looks into Bo Gentry, a heavy hitter for the local high school. Once McSullivan realizes that Bo can't hit the curve, he's left with no choice. Uh, McSullivan has to offer up himself as the number one draft pick for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, He returns home and drops off Pops' daughter, who is now, now carrying his child. Uh, and starts preparing the, for uh, Brave Spring Training. However, on the first day of spring training, Mac is found by the coach, asleep and naked with two ladies of the night, a lady of the night on the Braves baseball field. Turns out he didn't want to be late for the first day of practice, so he made sure to do all of his cocaine and whore banging on the baseball field. This understandably upsets the coach, and they have to let Mac go. And the Braves haven't won a World Series since letting Mac go, which has since become known as the curse of the great Mac Bino. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A little more there's, to the McSullivan lore for you. There's so much baseball curses and crossover than, than I would have expected, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Clint Eastwood uses it. McSullivan uses it. It's, yeah. Yeah. I got to look into this. Plus a time travel thing. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. That's a few, you know? That's three or more. Yeah. Yeah. You are becoming a and learned a learned man. The French yeah. Revolution stuff I talked about? Uh, I kind of went in From one the, ear and the 18th out the century? Other. Yeah. Okay. I think this movie does work as a McSullivan vehicle. So McSullivan's father, Sam Elliott McSullivan, is a scout for the Portland Pickles. Uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott McSullivan has made some bad bets with the uh, the wrong people, and they're now threatening to blind him if the Pickles don't throw the Wood Bat College Summer World Series. <laughs> he convinces McSullivan and Pops to disguise themselves as college baseball players and do a reverse Juana Man Ladybugs kind of thing. Yes. Uh, Pops and Mac join the team to help throw the series, but Mac has always hated his father and puts puts on the series of a lifetime. <laughs> Fueled by cocaine and egg salad sandos, he leads the Pickles to the championship, and when the bookies come to blind Sam Elliott McSullivan, Pops arrests them as he has been investigating the crime the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> of course he has. Pops and McSullivan are to be awarded for their heroics, but the night before, Mac plants a ton of cocaine on Pops, calls the police, and has him arrested before going to accept the award by himself. Wow. The end. Can you go back to the reverse Juana Man? I understand what Ju- the Juana Man is. What's the reverse Juana Man? So in that movie, they put him on the team, and he's really good. This one, they're like sneak and disguise him to put on the team to be really bad and throw the series. Got it. I thought God. it was like a Caitlyn Jenner thing, where like oh you no 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 have a sex change into a woman and then go under that would be as fun though. That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know how hot McSullivan would be as a lady? Not very. Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? 
Um, you betcha. And in uh, the spirit of the new uh, audiobook smut we're going to be peddling, I uh, tried to keep this one in uh, that same vein. So, Thank you. Uh, McSullivan is 70 years old and recently retired. Uh, he's able to Wait, retire. Did he choose to retire or was he forced? No, he chose to. Okay. He's able to retire because he robbed Pops' house after <laughs> Pops got drunk for the first time in two decades and confided in McSullivan that since all his kids finished college, he finally has enough money in the safe to hang it up and move to Florida with Gloria. But after the robbery, Pops has no choice but to keep working. <laughs> McSullivan goes to Atlanta. He's too old for that shit. <laughs> he, he, but he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> he has to provide. Yeah. Uh, McSullivan goes to Atlanta where he can finally pursue his dream of being a Major League Baseball scout since the workday doesn't start until the late afternoon and at night you can get drunk at the bar and bang women with no oversight from a captain or a lazy partner. <laughs> At the local strip club, he meets the, the local owner. night strip club or day it, strip club? It is a local night strip. It's not 24 7. Okay, it's okay. only open at All night. Right. At the local night strip club, he meets the owner who confides in McSullivan that he makes most of his money from women taking men to the back room for sex. But most women aren't down for the pay to play action. McSullivan realizes baseball is for cucks, and he strikes a deal to become a stripper scout for $500 a night plus expenses. I like that. McSullivan spends night after night trying to find the right woman who is down to clown and can handle any balls that come her way. He meets the perfect girl named Dixie LeBeau, who's up for whatever, except she has trouble with the curve. From the beginning of the movie! (laughs) Dixie can't handle dick that isn't perfectly straight, but luckily, (laughs) (laughs) but luckily, McSullivan can have his dong lean either way. (laughs) Night after night, McSullivan breaks his balls and bends his dick and teaches Dixie (laughs) to let the dick slide her way, regardless of the shape or break to it. Dixie quickly becomes a cash cow, and the strip club owner is so thankful, he tells Mac he will do anything to help him out. Mac has a strip club owner rob Pops' apartment and take <laughs> take the earnings Pops has saved up over the last six months while Mac was away, thus ensuring that when McSullivan comes back to New Orleans, he'd be certain Pops could never retire, and they could put bad guys away until they both die. It's called McSullivan 21... <laughs> Bend it like McSullivan. Trouble with the curve too. <laughs> the end. I would have liked a longer title. I originally Field had of it creams? longer. Ah, McSullivan twenty one. <laughs> Bend it like McSullivan. Trouble with the curve two. Field of creams. Bulge Durham. Bulge Durhams. Oh god. Both of them. Any uh, got any final Lillard remarks as we end this month? Yeah, I mean, I already thought I was super depressed um, with quarantine, but saying goodbye to Matthew Lillard month is going to hurt a lot more. <laughs> it's an more. extra layer of sadness. It really is. Oh, yeah. It really is. Oh, yeah. I, honest to God, I love the man, and I'm not joking when I say I have a newfound appreciation for him. I've always loved him, but man, what a guy. Taking just the movies that we've done for Matthew Lillard month, putting together all of our Blu-ray prices, uh, we get close to 20 bucks. <laughs> And uh, yeah. and that is 
That is impressive. It's hard to pick a winner in the five that we did. <laughs> but I will say... It's any, definitely not this one, but it's hard to pick a winner. And there's so many more movies of his we could be doing. So maybe next May we uh, bring it back. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, for, uh, what is it? SLC Punk? Isn't that one of them? SLC Punk. So I was telling Aaron this earlier, Brandon. I didn't know this, but Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prinze Jr. were in a fifth movie together oh called Wing Commander. You would. It sounded like a Wing movie you Commander. would love. Yeah, I'll read you the synopsis right now. Hold Please. on. It's from 1999, so it came out after Scream. Um, and it says, based on a popular series of video games, Wing Commander introduces us to the elite fighter squadron in the year 2654. The yep. Earth Confederation yep. is at war with a vicious race called the Kilrathi. The Kilrathi have captured a navigational device which will allow them to jump through wormholes in space to arrive behind enemy lines. Jesus. Only this highly trained squadron, led by three young pilots, stand in their way. Christopher Maverick Blair, played by Freddie Prince Jr., <laughs> is just out of the academy. His friend Todd Maniac Mashal, played by Matthew Lillard, is a brash gung-ho fighter jock always rushing into danger. Their wing commander and leader is Jeanette Angel Devereaux, played by Saffron Burroughs. Wow. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So wow. uh, there's also like romance in there, it says, and a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, I was I'm like, looking. I'm looking into this right now. Uh, this guy hasn't directed any other movies. Yeah. Wow. No. Yet. It says one of the one of the reviews I loved is it says one of the lousiest and tedious science fiction entries of the late '90s. Man. And there were a lot back then. It would have been better if Brandon said, I looked into the future, and this guy hasn't directed any other movies. <laughs> <laughs> also, Clint Eastwood's dead, guys. Yeah. Um, for those of you sad that Matthew Lillard is coming to an end, don't be too sad, because, surprise, June C. Riley is right around the corner. So you're going to get all John C. Riley movies all <laughs> June. Good. I was confused. <laughs> Don't forget to go to 5gfapod.com to uh, download our audio smut. Um, and buy classy lady swimsuits. Yeah, it is swimsuit Mother's Day season. just passed, but Father's Day's around the corner. Yeah. And, you know, you never know. Yeah, the best thing you can get a father is a sexy swimsuit for his wife. Yeah. And we right. got him. Yeah. So uh, get your dad a gift for dads and grads, you know? Also, <laughs> you probably don't know your dad as well as you think, and maybe he likes wearing lady swimsuits himself. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah, yeah don't, but don't that judge out. him. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting gift to start an interesting conversation. Yeah, check us out five gfapod.com and five guys flicking around on Instagram. Uh, although if you're listening right now, you probably have listened to before. I don't think this is going to reach any new listeners, but in case it does, Matthew Lillard, Josh Gad, uh, if you guys are listening, Honestly, go check us out there. Stop, stop mentioning Josh Gad. I Maybe won't can... make it for June C. Riley. I think he's Gadical. I, I'm Gadical, man. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Hey, hey, it was fun. I'm going to go out on top like Jordan. Well, we were glad I to have you be... for this amount of time, and we um, wish you well. I feel like I did the best I can do, and this thing has run its course. Um, there's no more legs left I to stand on. I don't know why he makes you so gad. I just, oh, God. Oh, laugh yourself. Look what I have created. I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car! Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool!
Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. It's his dick. It's his dick. As soon as his dick ah, stopped working. I'll talk good, to you. It's good protein. <laughs> Daughter. Eat, this, eat this burnt beef cake. Very alpha. Candy cane. Oh, yeah, that's candy sucked. Cane. No, that's, that's garbage. That's, yeah, two-year-old two uh, Amy Adams has never looked better. Yeah. I love Kino. I'm going to make a movie called The Mule because I really want to bang Amy Adams and her friend. To me, it wasn't her knowledge of baseball. It was the way she could really handle the balls, you know, when she was playing catch. I could just, you know, I, I love a woman with a firm grip. Whoa, whoa. Clint Eastwood does not yeah. go to the young people bar. It's too loud. Too um, many different ethnicities there. How do you know if I'm lucky to be alive? The five tools that a baseball player needs are screwdriver, wrench, Phillips head screwdriver, flathead screwdriver, and another wrench. Oh, Whew. yeah. Yeah. Well, the ad specifically yeah. said hairless young man. Yeah, they used him and abused him. That's for sure. They drilled him and filled him. Because it's always porn season around the 5GFA community. So put that down, Kyle. Uh, big I'm going to biggie bop. <laughs> That's powder. Was the dinosaur yeah. that killed him. Literally, his butt wins for the shit. Uh, <laughs> Is this yeah. considered a uh, a Tokyo Drift? Yeah, I mean, if you're not out of control, you're not really in control. I like that Jessica <laughs> Biel found someone better than Freddie Prinz, and I'll just leave it at that. Junior, not senior. True, we know how Yeah, you died. do need to specify. Yeah. So Matthew Lillard shaves all of his body hair. Ghost hunting's where it's at for me. I will be talking about how xenophobic I am uh, moving forward. Shit. If he's not quitting, he's leaning right. He's going back. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. Decorum uh, level. Decor. Yeah. Decor. Decorum. Yes. You know? Yes. Of yeah. course. Of course yeah. the decorum. Of course. course. <laughs> oh, how about I put my hot dog in your buns? <laughs>